0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly.
1: How goes it? We've reached the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope this finds you well. Hope you're uh, staying uh, dry today if you're in the Gulf Coast region. And uh, hopefully maybe stay a little warm. It's kind of chilly around the country all of a sudden again, and that includes here in Dallas, Texas, where the Pelicans start. A long West Coast road trip with the Mavericks tonight. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from the Crescent Court Hotel in Uptown Dallas. This is the team headquarters for the Pelicans and has been for this franchise, gosh, as far back as I can remember. But it's a it's a beautiful place, and it's a busy morning here at the hotel. As a matter of fact, the players are making their way down for shoot-around now. And uh, Hubie Brown, uh, the legendary uh, analyst and and uh, coach, former coach in the NBA, is in the lobby this morning, that game tonight against the Mavericks is on ESPN. So good to see Coach Brown here today, and good to see you too. We're going to cover a lot of things today, of course, most of it basketball-wise, as the Pelicans are looking to snap their losing streak and take this finale against the Dallas Mavericks in the season series at 7 o'clock tonight over at American Airlines Center. With that, we'll talk with David Wesley today. It is Wednesday, so a Wesley Wednesday is on tap for you. We'll get David's thoughts about how things have gone since the All-Star break. I think you and I both know that they haven't gone so well, but how maybe things match up with the Mavericks tonight and what lies ahead on this long road trip that will take us all the way through the Mardi Gras holiday. We'll also uh, effort to visit with... One of the guys right after shoot around and get their thoughts, perhaps Alexia Jensen is our guy today as he's a former Maverick and playing very well of late. And then we'll uh, touch upon some football today too. Daniel Salerson's is going to visit with Scott Rabelais of the Advocate and uh, focus in primarily on those LSU guys and how they did up in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine and perhaps how that plays into the upcoming Pro Day at LSU. So a lot on the show this uh, this Wednesday. Don't forget you can follow on Twitter at Black Blue Report, or you can also follow me personally at Sean Kelly Live and certainly welcome your comments and any requests that you might have for guests on upcoming shows. That would be great to get your feedback on that. And, again, we uh, thank you for helping us spread the word about the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, which is available now on so many different platforms. Of course, uh, perhaps you're listening today on one of the two team websites, New OrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com on one of the team apps, the Saints app or the Pelicans app, both available for Apple and Android devices, or, as it has been since the start, free, it's yours on iTunes. So again, today we'll talk with David Wesley. We'll focus in on the Pelicans as they finish up shoot-around a little bit later this morning. And football-wise, we'll touch base with Scott Rabelais of The Advocate. As a matter of fact, when we come back from our first time out, I'm gonna take you back to Studio B in New Orleans where Daniel Sallerson will take the reins of the show for a few minutes, visit with Mr. Rabelais, and then I'll I'll get you right back out here to Dallas, where David Wesley will join us here in the lobby of the Crescent Port Hotel. Stay tuned. Plenty to bring you on this, the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Your New
0: Orleans Pelicans take flight Friday night, March 7th, when the Milwaukee Bucks come to town. It's Pelicans Dance Team Night at the Smoothie King Center. With the first 10,000 fans in attendance, receive a Pelicans Dance Team poster. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. with the Pelicans Fest pregame block party getting underway at 5.30, featuring live music, the Zataran Season Ticket Garden, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $16 and are available now at pelicans.com.
2: As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy.
3: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, live from Studio B. Daniel Sallerson here. We're talking LSU football. uh, A lot of the LSU players participated in the Combine last weekend, so uh, we thought we'd talk to Scott Rabelais from the Advocate. And, uh, Scott, we'll start off. um, A bunch of players did participate. Uh, Tell me, in your eyes, who stuck out really on the offensive side for LSU last weekend?
2: Uh, I think uh, really uh – there was a lot of attention for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He ran a great uh, 40 time, 4.43. Uh, didn't do a lot of reps, but had a, had a, a nice vertical leap, 38 38.5 inches. And uh, you know, he, he showed uh, you know the speed, and quickness. Doesn't have you know huge size. Doesn't, he's not uh, a guy who's over six feet tall like a Ruben Randall coming out a couple of years ago for LSU to go play for the uh, New York Giants. But uh, Odell has that versatility. Then, you know, as he can, he can catch passes. He can also return kicks. Could even run the ball a little bit if if you know, a team wanting to you know stick him in a wildcat package. So I, I think Odell showed some of those versatile skills. And I imagine he, uh, I imagine he interviewed pretty, pretty well. He, he certainly comes across as a, as a, as an intelligent uh, you know, football player uh, and uh, intelligent young man, and, and, and interviews well with us. So I, I imagine he did pretty well all around.
3: What about on the defensive side, you have Anthony John- Anthony Johnson, Ego Ferguson and uh, Lamine Barrow. Out of those guys, who do you think maybe stood out the most?
2: I think Lamine Barrow probably helped himself pretty well. He you had know, decent time on the 40, uh, 4.64, uh, 22 bench reps, that was among the best uh, the LSU players and the 35 inch uh, vertical leap. Uh Lamine, uh, you know, he's he's got good size and and uh, is a, is a good physical player. Uh, can can help you on the on the outside. Another player I would say maybe you know, didn't stand out the most, but maybe he, I think was a little bit of a surprise to me is Trey Turner. I really felt the offensive guard from LSU didn't he didn't make a good decision by by turning pro, but he he did uh, he did okay. He was under five seconds in the uh, in the 40 yard dash, 25 reps, and a 27.5 vertical leap. Uh, those numbers were better than some other. Players who you figure will go um, will go higher in the draft. So I, I thought um, I thought he uh, he probably helped himself more than anyone.
3: Now this may be a tough question considering uh, different teams have different needs. But if you had to guess right now, which LSU player goes first uh, in the N- in NFL draft?
2: Oh, I have to say Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, he looks like uh, you know, a first rounder. Uh, you know, probably you know towards the end of the first round, someone who potentially could be on the board when it's the Saints' turn to pick. If if the if the Saints don't uh, don't trade up from their number 27 spot in the first round, so I think it's uh, it's definitely a possibility. I, I would I would say he's probably the only first rounder from LSU at this point, especially considering uh, you know Zach Bentenberger, you know who was not able to who was at the the combine was not able, able to participate because of his knee injury from the Arkansas game in November. Uh, you know he's uh, he's going to probably you know you know slide a little bit because of because of that, but uh, yeah he would have had a chance to to be a first rounder maybe if he be shined at the combine but uh, uh, i think odell because of his uh, his ability as a receiver and his versatility as a as a as a kick returner it's always nice in the nfl with that with a limited roster they have guys who can do multiple things they help you in, in multiple ways and he can definitely help you in two or three ways so i think uh, some team will definitely find the value in odell beckham and pick him in the first round
3: do you see the Saints going after anyone? Any one of these LSU guys? I know some of these LSU players said it'd be great to stay kind of home and play in New Orleans. Do you think uh, which out of any of these players, which one do you think the Saints would have their eye on the most?
2: Uh, well, like I said, I, I mentioned Odell. I, I I think he could be available when they pick, but but I don't don't think so. I certainly don't think he's going to be around in the second round when the when the Saints uh, the Saints come back around. Uh, I like. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, I like Lamine Barrow. I mean, uh, you know, for you know, for the Saints, so for for their needs. You know, they, you know, one of the things people will say, well, you know, they, they you know, offensive tackle. Well, else yeah, yeah, with, with uh, Lyle Collins staying in school, yeah, that's not an option. So, so um, you know, maybe next year, uh, the cornerback, uh, you know, Craig Lawson came out, but uh, he's a safety for sure. And then, uh, and the outside linebacker could be a could be a spot where where the Saints could use some help. But I, I think Lamine would. Would be a good fit there, yeah. a Good fit in in the Saints' uh, scheme. He, he can he can rush. He can cover the pass a little bit. He can uh, yeah help you support the run. I think uh, you know in a, in a position that uh, you know a little farther down the draft where he's uh, you you know in towards the middle rounds where maybe the Saints have a couple of players higher that they really need to feel some huge needs. He's a guy who can come and say, hey, he, he could fill a role for for us. He could come in and and play on the on, on certain downs and, and and help us out. So I think Lamine Barrow would be the most likely guy who could be uh, wind up as a, as a New Orleans
3: Saint. We're talking with Scott Rabelais from uh, The Advocate, talking LSU football and uh, players that are getting ready for the draft and uh, on the combine last uh, week. Uh, Pro Day is April 9th for the Tigers. Uh, do you see that Pro Day might be more beneficial for these players than the combine? Which one do you think helps them in their draft stock? I think
2: you're the guy who... Um you know Jeremy Hill is going to you know he's going to be uh you know a pretty high draft pick for for a running back and I think Jeremy on his uh home turf as it was home practice turf anyway will uh will definitely uh definitely shine and definitely probably help himself. I I think he acquitted himself fairly well. Didn't have a a super uh, uh 40 time 4.66 but is uh he's just a big physical back with some good moves and he'll he'll show that uh you know more the pros that so they if some team needs a a little convincing you know, a second look at Jeremy at the pro day will probably help. I think the guy who needs the pro day most of all for LSU is Jarvis Landry, uh, a wide receiver. You know, you hate to knock Jarvis, because I think he's a he's a good receiver, has good hands, uh, has great hands uh, rather. Uh, a guy to be uh, has a chance to be a real good slot receiver for you, but he didn't really help himself in Indianapolis. Four point seven seven time in the forty, only twelve bench reps, the twenty eight point five vertical leap he's a guy who needs the, the pro day maybe you know sometimes hey maybe it's nerves maybe it's an unfamiliar situation maybe, maybe it's just a bad day Jarvis Langer needs to get back at LSU in a place where he's familiar where he's comfortable where he's performed so well many times before in comfortable surroundings and, and go out there and wow the, the coaches and scouts because he, he needs a little work to do he, he certainly didn't help himself in Indy
3: that's Scott Rabelais from the advocate talking LSU football uh, Scott thank you so much for joining me today
2: Pleasure, guys. Anytime
3: that's Scott Rabelais from The Advocate. When we come back, we'll take you back to Dallas as Sean Kelly talks with David Wesley before tonight's Pelicans Mavericks games. Don't go away, more black and blue report in one minute.
1: All Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money.
0: Sirius XM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. Sirius XM NBA Radio. To the lane, ladies up I'll be it with experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this.
3: Direct. Page and fires the Rainbow 18 Jumper is Jumpers at of Duty. By listening to
0: SiriusXM NBA Radio, Channel 217, and the Sirius XM app. Guess what day it is? Pump day! Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Dallas. We're in the lobby of the Crescent Court Hotel. This has been the team hotel for the Hornets slash Pelicans for, gosh, as long as I can remember. It's kind of been the spot for a team that's been here a lot, whether it be playoffs or a team in its own division. So David Wesley joins us, as promised, here on a Wesley Wednesday, and uh, you know this place pretty well, don't you?
4: I do, you know... um I'm only about two hours from here where I'm from in Longview, and I've uh, been here v- many, many times. Um, we came and played Dallas when I was with Houston, also in a playoff series that went to Game 7, so I get here quite often.
1: This uh, this place, this city, this uh, sports market, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you grew up just not too far from here, but you know, it traditionally has always had Something to cheer for it seems whether it be the Cowboys or the Stars or even now the Mavericks at times But yet it doesn't strike you as a traditional sports city. Why is that?
4: Um, I don't know you know in this day and time there's just so much to do you left out the Rangers and uh, They also now have a D-League team out in Frisco, so um, Plenty to cheer for whatever your sport is whatever your like is and um, You know and like any other city when you're winning everybody's all in when you're not the cowboys have struggled some they they probably aren't drawing as much as they should the rangers up and down the stars when they i mean they got a, they got championships here though you know they so they they got um, a basketball and i know they got hockey uh and of course the dallas cowboys which i'm Big fan of, yes, so yes
1: I know, but I know, and which I tease you about often.
4: Yeah, well, there's teasing. There, there's room for teasing right now, but I'm gonna hang on until they get back to the to the good times.
1: Let's be honest; it has not gone well since the All Star break for the Pelicans. Uh, have you been able to put your finger on any one or two things in particular as to why it's now a losing streak since the break?
4: Uh, in, in my opinion, it's just it, it's been production on the offensive end. It hasn't been consistent from. In my opinion, the three guys that must score, 15 to 20 every time, not average that. They need to go get it every time they go on the floor, and that's Tyreek Evans, um, Anthony Davis, and Eric Gordon, and it just hasn't been there. They haven't shot the ball well. They haven't played well. Their energy level hasn't been as high as it needs to be, and each and every night they're getting somebody to step up Uh, From the bench or come out and have a pretty good game, but if you put those three plus somebody from the bench uh, or you know, like Alexi uh, Had a pretty good game the other night, so Somebody's always doing it. They just haven't put it all together in one game and They've also had a step up in company, so Mm -hmm. the competition is a lot harder second half of the season Teams are starting to jockey for position, trying to figure out where they're going to be, uh, whether it be in the playoffs or just out of the playoffs or seeding or whatever. So they're, they're going to get a lot more concentrated basketball going towards the end of the, the season. It's going to be tough.
1: Now Davis has been a double-double guy in, what, four straight. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a little bit of a pass here in our, in our conversation. Evans is the mystery to me. I think Evans knows, everybody else knows, he's not a perimeter jump shot guy. But he has this uncanny ability to get to the rim. And sometimes I'm watching the game, David, and I want to go, just jam the thing home, and, and it hasn't happened. Is he – take me into the into the head of a player. Is he in his own head right now? Is it just a bad stretch? Are you seeing something that he's changed or doesn't seem comfortable with?
4: Um, I, I don't think – I haven't seen anything he's not comfortable with. And I, and I joke with him before games, that, you know, to get a bounce and a step. You know, let's enjoy this. Have fun. Look like you're having a good time out there because when you blink your eyes, it'll be over. And – uh, and and so I don't I don't see the energy level where it needs to be and you know there have been people all over this league that have played that didn't have the demeanor of somebody excited that but they go out in there and get they, they get their job done but he's not excited to me and ready to go and so it's um, you know he he doesn't play above the rim yeah I, I've never seen him even attempt a dunk shoot around messing around, nothing. I've never seen him even attempt a dunk. So I don't know that it's his game. I don't know if he feels comfortable with that. Um, I would love to see the same thing. Just go in there and just tomahawk over some poor soul down there uh, trying to get a block. But uh, you know, he definitely needs to be one of the guys that, that needs to pick it up. And he, at this point, he hasn't.
1: We're going to start a long road trip in Dallas tonight. And I'm, and I'm looking toward March where there's 11 home games. And certainly that That feels good, sounds good, the whole nine yards. But in order to get to that place, you've got this road trip that starts in Dallas here, takes us through Phoenix, L.A., Sacramento, and L.A. again. And this is on a losing streak. Um, It's hard not to feel the walls around you kind of tight right now.
4: Well, yeah, again, you're talking about Phoenix, jockeying from position, Dallas, same thing. Um, Los Angeles Clippers just put it on the Pelicans pretty, pretty good. Uh, then you got Sacramento on the end, who's capable, but should be a win. Uh, and then you got the Lakers, who you know you just never know. You know they're not—they're one of the teams I feel like aren't tanking, but are going down fast. So uh, they'll come out and, and and give you a nice run. Depends on what night. It is bad, and it is—it it could get worse.
1: Maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but it's going to sound like I'm surprised when I say this, but. Dallas is 12 games over 500. I didn't think when this whole campaign started, when we saw them in training camp, that this is a team that'd be sitting here at 12 games over 500 heading into March. Well, how have they done it?
4: Well, you know, we, 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 we talk about you know, the scoring part of it. And you got Dirk who's, um, I mean, he's going to give you 20 a night, not 40 and then 10. He's going to give you 20, 25 a night. Uh, then their guard. Um, yeah, Ellis. Ellis, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ellis, another guy, 20 a night, and he's going to pass the ball and, and, and get those things. So you got 40 points coming to you regardless. Um, and then the other guys step in and make plays and do the things that they're, they're doing. Whereas the Pelicans right now, especially at where they are with the injuries and, and stuff, they don't have that. Anthony Davis is the sole guy who does that every night but you're not getting that bang-bang and then guys filling in, and, and that's, that's kind of the problem. This team has struggled to score at times. You can't win if you don't put the ball in the basket. John DeShazer is going to say on
1: the radio tonight that they've got like two guys that are like 800 years old, you know, Marion and, and, and Carter. That must add some kind of a dynamic, dynamic to them. We already know Nowitzki is now kind of on the downhill slide, but that veteran presence on this team, not
4: only have they stayed healthy, but it seems to work for them. When, when, when those veterans are, are contributors, they can still get out there and do it, good guys, good locker room guys, guys that have done it before. And you know Vince Carr. He's been there. He's done that. He's grown up in this league, uh, came in really, really young. Marion, done it, been there a long time. Uh, that's good for a team, you know, and, and, they, and they're still going out producing. Uh, San Antonio, another team you can talk about, ooh, they're kind of old, but every year we want to count them out. They're getting old, and every year they're right in the thick of, you know, the decisions at the end of the season. So there's something to be said about having veterans around that can play, um, and this team is no different. That's one of the reasons why they're 12 over 500. Uh, Even, uh, you know, Dirk, who's pretty much up there in age, he'll still give you 40 if you don't come out and play him.
1: You know, it fascinates me about Carter. This is the guy that everybody remembers—Vin Sanity and the and the slam dunk. He brought back the slam dunk contest and all that. David, he he has a chance later this week to pass Peja Stojakovic for like seventh or eighth on the all-time three-pointers made list. He's changed his game completely as he got older. As you got older, did you did you try and change the way that you played, or at least suited better
4: to your body as it was aging? For all for lack of a better word? Well, certainly when you get older, you, you drive less. You're not you're not blowing by people. You're a lot smarter. You, you time things up better. You s- set your guy up better coming off of screens. Um, you know tendencies of defenders where you can kind of uh, – you know they're going to turn their head, so you're going to go the other way. You know, you're not going to stand while the ball's in the post. You're going to move. Those are things that you start figuring out other ways to score. You're a lot smarter. You, you – you know, guys. That, well, I played against a rookie last year. This is what he did. Well, this next rookie, he's probably going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what he uses. He's a, he's a, he's had one of the coolest evolving games I've seen, though. You know, you talk about a guy who depends on quickness and speed and, and athleticism too. Now he just hangs around the perimeter and knocking down threes, and and he'll drive by you once or twice a game. But he's pretty much looking for that spot up, and and. And, and become a really, really good three-point shooter. David Wesley here with us
1: on a Wesley Wednesday. One more thing before I let you go. You don't get Anthony Davis. All right, I'm taking him off the table. Who has the biggest road trip for the Pelicans as we uh, spend these next seven days together?
4: I am going to go with the biggest road trip. Yep.
1: Who knocks it out of the park for the Pelicans over the next week?
4: Wow. You stumped me there. Yeah, it was a, this was a surprise question. And, and you're taking Anthony off?
1: Taking him off the table. You can't have Anthony.
4: You know, what, what, the minutes for the Pelicans, uh, when you take away Anthony, um, and, and I'd say Tyreek and, and Eric, have to be uh, good. The rest of the guys, they don't get consistent minutes. You could pick a guy who might not even play. <laughs> Um, with that said, I'm going to go with Gordon. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to put my eggs in that basket, see how I'm rolling the dice. I like your style
1: because he's had a big night against Dallas before. We saw him hit a game winner here, right? right. He's going to play that Phoenix team that likes to loosen the floor up a little bit. Yep. See, I like your style there. Yep. And we're going back to Los Angeles. You may be onto something.
4: I, I, th- I, think, I, I think I got a good horse yeah, there. I'm right. Put him in.
1: All right, David Wesley with us here. Yeah, of course, he's, he's off tonight. National television covers tonight and uh, Friday against Phoenix. We'll, of course, have a radio coverage uh, at 7 o'clock central on the Pelicans Radio Network. Here in Dallas on the Black and Blue Report, we've got more for you right after this.
0: New Orleans Pelicans season ticket holders are with the team at the perfect time. Our season ticket holders continue to enjoy benefits that include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions and merchandise, access to the Zataran season ticket holder pregame party, and much more. You'll want to be with us as we take this team to the next level. Plus, most season ticket holders renewing their seats by March 31st will lock in their current ticket pricing. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to renew your seats today. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Jeff's supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer in St. Louis, Missouri. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Black and Blue Report continues here from Dallas as we get ready for the Mavericks tonight. And Alexis Sajinsa is our uh, guest, and I guess I wanted to talk to you for a couple reasons, one of which is you played here in Dallas. Welcome back. You remember, what do you remember
5: most about being here? Uh, good facilities, and uh, we... Um... We have been really in good uh, situations, you know, like the, the owners are really good and putting the players in good situations. Uh, Everything is on our dispositions to uh, be successful.
1: Was it, was it a kind place to European players? And I mean the city itself, not the organization.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. I would say, like, uh, it's, it's a nice city. It's big, but uh, maybe it's a little bit closer than a uh, European style. When you when you come to a new city, whether it be New Orleans or
1: Dallas or Charlotte, even for that matter, do you try and seek out places that suit something that reminds you of home a little bit?
5: Yeah, I do. Uh, I tried a couple places already in uh, in New Orleans, where they have uh, it's supposedly to be like French food and everything. And uh, I tried a couple stuff. It's it's not the same, uh, but uh, I guess it was. I would say it was close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your
1: last couple of games, you played very nicely. The career high points and rebounds last game. Did, did that, um,
5: I don't know, did you reflect back on that ball game even though it was a loss? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's always difficult to to have your references when you, um, of good games, when you lose the games, but uh felt good I, for those two games, felt great. Um, hopefully I keep going tonight again, uh, even if offensively it's, it's, it might be different, but defense here has still been the same and uh, get a rebound. what's made you more comfortable uh, just just the fact that I get like a couple more touches than I used to and uh, uh, being more comfortable uh, that gave me more confidence so that, that that felt great Did the spots that you were coming
1: into the game help a little bit? I know the coach had made an adjustment trying to find the right spot for you and Greg. Um, do you think that's had an
5: impact? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, sometimes you know. It might be sometimes better for me to come off the bench. Um, I guess it may make me more a little bit more comfortable on the court. So it, it helped right now. So hopefully we keep we extend our way for a couple of games.
1: All right, give me the Lexi breakdown or the st- or the scouting report on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. What on should me? we know? What should we know about what the
5: Pelicans need to do against Dallas tonight? Uh, well, just control the two best scorers. You know, it's Monta Ellis and uh, Nowitzki. Uh, so, you're just going to have to control those two guys. And uh, it's easy to say, but hard to do. Um, you know, it's a team of shooting a lot of threes, so we have to control those things. Good to see you. Thanks for the visit. Thank you.
1: Yep. Alexey Jensa, hopefully, he keeps up the good work tonight here in Dallas, coming off of career high points and rebounds. We'll be back to wrap up today's Black and Blue report right after this.
0: Follow us on Twitter at BlackBlueReport. Report.
1: Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Black and Blue Report this Wednesday from Dallas, Texas. We hope that you enjoy the program. Our special thanks, of course, to Alexei Jentza, David Wesley, and Scott Rabelais from The Advocate as we talked to Pelicans basketball here and, of course, NFL combine stuff more uh, specifically about LSU guys up there in Indianapolis. So, good show today. We're on the air tonight, 7 Central, with full coverage of the Pelicans and Mavericks from the American Airlines Center in Dallas. The game is nationally televised, so the radio tonight is your only local flavor for the Pelicans as they start this long West Coast road trip. Tomorrow, Daniel Sallerson's your host. We've got a lot planned for you on the Thursday edition of Black and Blue we'll Report. It's yours sometime afternoon Central tomorrow. We're all involved here in not only New Orleans and Dallas,